What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Dumb and Dance podcast. I'm your host, Jared Abalera. With me today, the usual, we got the tradesman, Keenan Johnston. Indeed. Hello. And then we got the Chilean sea bass, Sebastian Vuskovic. The crying engineer. Uh, so today we're going to go over the Studio Ghibli classic. No, okay. Classic. No, no. It's no, it's no. Don't call it Ghibli. Oh don't. my god. You sorry about that. Up. Sorry don't. about that, my Japanese, our Japanese fans. I'm sorry. Hey, that's a hate crime. What do you mean? Don't oh, call it Ghibli. Now on, I'm just going to call it a Miyazaki classic. That's all I'm going to say. Right, just call it Ghibli. You said it correctly a second ago. Ghibli, Ghibli. Hey, right, you're this, the Studio Ghibli's early 90s classic, Porco Rosso, uh, which is Seb's pick of, um, for his movie this week. And so, yeah, so this is our final week of the movies. Uh, next week is going to be our final episode before we go on in our little break here for, I think it would be, yeah, so it would be a break for three weeks um, just for me and Seb to kind of get situated with our finals and stuff, focus on school. Um, but then after that, we're going to go full force for the summer. Um, we're going to have a lot of ideas for the summer. And uh, for next week, for the for our kind of season finale, our episode is going to be where um, each the three of us, we're going to bring a question to the table and we're all going to uh, just discuss that question. And um, maybe at the end, if we can, um, you, the fans, can have some input and submit some fan questions to our Instagram, uh, which is at Dumb and Dense. Um, all one, all one word, all, all in one succession, no spaces, no caps, uh, no caps, no, no gums either. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah, so yeah, follow Instagram for that uh, if you want to send us fan questions. And also favorite us on uh, Anchor too. Um, just click the star in the uh, top right. Also follow us on Spotify. We are on Spotify and um, listen to the last. I this is our what fifth episode, right? Fifth one. Yeah, oh. oh no, six. This is the sixth one. So yeah. yeah. So watch the uh listen to the past five episodes if you can. Please tell your friends about us. We'd really appreciate it. Uh get the word around about our podcast. We've been working really hard on this. So we, we want to see uh you want to see some results. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the kind of rigmarole. Um how you guys how you guys doing? Uh okay. <laughs> I'm good. I uh, I don't think you are good. <laughs> look, it's that's none of their business. Okay. Business. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about it. Let, let's just say instead of we on 420, we celebrated Doge Day and it, it was a flop. Yeah, no, I fucking I bought all the beer and then I went over to the party and realized nobody was at the party and uh, oh. sat there kind of awkwardly with a bunch of beer. I'll put it. Right, I'll put it like that. You got metaphorically. Got metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, though. What about you, Jared? How are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I think something I've been thinking about lately is um, since it's since today is kind of like the eve of the last episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, mm. I was thinking about the past four months and how like this we kind of got this like basically we're in a new phase of Marvel content that we've never seen before. We, like so, I don't know. If I want to get the, both of your thoughts on the past like four months and the two shows that have came out what do you think what do you think of them and what do you think like this means for marvel like how do you see this as a benefit for marvel going on in the future um i mean i think they're the shows were really good um 
they're definitely kind of shaping up the new characters. I mean, I guess... <clears throat> well, I guess... Uh, what's it called? I mean, Bucky's been around for a while. Mm. So, I mean, it's not really... I mean, I, I think uh, in what, what I've been thinking is I think what these shows have done is they've given light on the characters that um, when it comes to the economics of screen time, they just didn't have time for. I, yeah. think, I, I think these shows are a very cost-efficient way to kind of put out the content of these characters that these people love and these they, there's hardcore fan bases for, but you just don't have enough time in the movies like Endgame or Infinity War to really flush out these characters and give them backstories. Because I, I feel like the, the three characters that have been really highlighted from these past um, two shows have been Falcon, uh, Bucky, and Wanda. And those are three characters that you kind of felt were kind of just glot they were kind of just seen as side pieces to a lot of these movies from the main characters and i feel like these shows are a great way to kind of highlight them in a different way and give kind of a reward to the fans who like these characters and uh give them more of like more of their story and give them more of their perspectives so. well i think uh, it's also because they're kind of no sorry sub they're like turning it's supposed to be like they're going to be the new top six mm. or whatever it's called you know it's like they're taking over as, you know, the new Avengers. Now that, uh, what's it called? Cap is gone. Tony's gone. Well, we don't know about Thor. Uh, Hawkeye's training his new student, you know, shit like Widow. that. Black Widow's gone. Black too. Widow, yeah. Well, Black Widow's going to have her, you know. But I mean, that's that's just, a, that's it, pretty much. After that movie, that's it, right? Yeah. No, I'll agree, that's it, yeah. She's dead. She's this whole Seth, did you want to say something? Yeah. Oh, well, don't spoil it but did your mass your mysterious magical character appear that you wanted to no it was, it was, just, it was just a lady from i mean Saint. it's okay it's just a, yeah it's just fucking elaine from seinfeld oh really I, wait um, so it wasn't yeah. is that isn't anyone it wasn't anyone special it no. wasn't anyone but, uh, like, but, they, but they, they said that though they said they did they did be, make it clear yeah. they did they did say that this person is gonna be they did say that this character would have a cameo and then that the character would not show up again that was what they said. They said the character that shows up, they have no clue if they're ever going to use the character again. And I was like, I mean, that's why I wasn't like, oh my God, it's Wolverine, it's Mephisto. I wasn't like, I was genuinely, I was like, well-distinguished actor who's playing a character. I was like, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be like a Captain America flashback with uh, I, you know, Isaiah, I think his name is, in like the Korean War, like beating the shit out of fucking Bucky. But... Yeah, no, it it was not. Um, yeah, I mean, I was slightly disappointed. I was like, again, I wasn't like, I didn't have huge ideas and theories in my head, but I was still. Like, I like. I think my hope for the future for these shows are just kind of to, one, to give a highlight to the characters that you just like. You can't really build a movie around, or it's too risky to kind of build. You don't think it has the fan base to kind of carry a movie, so you can yeah. have the show. That one highlights the characters in a very different way. You can take a risk on the show because it's going to be on the streaming services that's that's going to pay you money, pretty much. It's paying you big money to do these to do these kind of shows. So um, I feel like this is kind of like a low risk way of Marvel to make content for people between the movies. Because really, before that, what did what did we have before that? We had Agents of Shield, we had Luke Cage, we had um, what Daredevil, is it? Daredevil, uh, Agent Carter, but like none of those shows really 
connected with the MCU. They weren't like about nope. char- yeah, they weren't about nope. characters that we cared about. So I think with these new shows, what they've done is they've taken characters that we cared about, just that don't have enough time when it comes to the movies of, of Captain America and Iron Man, and put them in a new light and give them that spotlight and also take risks with your storytelling too. So I can't wait for Loki. Uh, I can't wait for any of the new shows coming out. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Loki will definitely have multiverse. That was literally in the second trailer. They were like, we need you to push shit back together because you fucked it over. And oh. I was like, okay, I guess the Avengers just won't answer for it. Like they fucked over the timelines, but they're coming after Loki. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Kenny. They like Owen Wilson was literally like, you fucked up the timelines. Now you got to help us put it back together. And it was like, dude, he did he, he barely did shit compared to what the the rest of the <laughs> Avengers did. Like, yeah. you fucking kidding me? Like, no way. Um, but then, but he, but the Avengers at the end of the day put all the things back. They put they fixed what they fixed their shit. He didn't fix the shit. He was definitely of. gone. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, another quote, I think the final question I have uh, before we kind of get into the main topic of of the show is. Um, with the, I kind of got inspired with like what Star Wars has with Clone Wars. Um, do, would you want kind of an MCU version of like an animated show that's still connected to the MCU? And what what would you want that show to be if there were going to be if there was going to be an animated show connected into the universe? Well, I'm telling you right now, it's coming. It's. Uh... I mean, no, but that's but what if it's not connected to the universe though? We don't know. Like not like Clone Wars. Not like know. like well, we but know. I'm just you, but, but what if, do you, you really want to go down this path right now with Keenan? He's really, just gonna, I can, I'm uh, just saying I'm just saying that we haven't seen we haven't seen any evidence uh, as of right now to show us that what if is connected to the whole universe. But if you were to have a show, just theoretical, if you were to have an animated show that's connected to the MCU, what would you would you want it, and what would you want it to be about? An animated show connected to the MCU. Um... Because I, I have an idea in mind. What? It's you first. Be. I think it should be about the Guardians of the Galaxy and between the first and second movie. And I could kind of see it being laid out in the in the Clone Wars style where it is non-conical, chronical, where they kind of just, it's their adventures as a team going through like planet to planet. Because I feel like um, putting that into like live action, it's a lot of money. And then if you put it into animation, it's a lot more cost effective and you could do cool things with it. You can go to different planets with all these different looks. Um, also, I would love to be like, okay, so like you have like um, Quill and like Quill between the first and second movie, he doesn't know he's a celestial. So you kind of drop hints in the show that he is celestial. He has, he has these powers, but also in the show background, we have Thanos in the background sending in these, uh, and he was trying to kill the guardians of the galaxy, but he, but Thanos never shows up. He's kind of just like this big character that they kind of talk about. And that, that's, that's what I, I would like to see. I hope, I don't think it's going to happen. And I don't think it would work out just because the characters and who they're played by are so iconic that I feel like you kind of need them for, to be the voice actors for the characters. And that's not possible. So yeah, but that's what I would want to see. I would want to see a Guardians of the Galaxy themed animation show like the Clone Wars. Um, that would be good. Well, I would just like to bring up that I'm pretty. What if might be connected to Doctor Strange too because it's multiverse. I'm just I'm bringing that out there. I'm just saying. So wait, so you're saying that like, 
Black Panther as the new Star-Lord is connected to the MCU. I'm not saying everything is connected to fucking Doctor Strange multiverse, but I'm just saying it's not. Yeah, it could be. It could rule out. Yeah. But like having a show like the I feel like they would I feel like Marvel would knock it out of the park of like doing an animation show with you especially with the directors they have, but you know, oh, I think I think what if is gonna be really good. I just yeah. I really like the concept of like what if not even in like the fucking Marvel universe. I'm talking I'm talking about like even Star Wars too. Like what if you know this shit happened? What if Count Dooku was good and fucking I don't know, Obi Wan turned like what if yeah, what if Darth Maul um I don't know, what if Darth Maul beat Obi Wan or some shit? I don't fucking know. I you want it? You want it just like you want it to be like outlandish. I like the what if. I mean, that's yeah. I like the can, what if concept. A lot of flexibility it. and stuff in it. And absolutely, a of, absolutely. A lot of risks with it, which oh, I yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. All right. Um. Well, we're gonna get to the meat of this episode. Um. Again, just like last week, how I handed the reins to Keenan, I'm gonna hand the reins over to Seb. So, Seb, you want to introduce the movie for us? Sure. Okay. Uh. So. This week we all watched. Well, I rewatched it, but I watched it about. I watched it right when COVID hit, but I watched. We watched Porco Rosso. Uh, it's a Studio Ghibli movie that was uh, released in 1992. By uh, it was directed by uh, Hayao Miyazaki, and it was based off a manga that was uh, put in a Japanese uh, magazine about old vintage military equipment like people who like models and everything. And he would just draw a bunch of these like old planes from world war one and everything. And people liked it enough and they pressured him to make a movie about it. And that's what we have. And it's definitely not just, uh, it has a lot of cool, uh, aerial sequences, but there's definitely a lot more to the story than that. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Jared. Yeah. But before we get into it, uh, what are all, what are all of our experiences with, either Miyazaki movies or Studio Ghibli movies? Like, what are, what what have you watched? And, like... Uh, well, or you want to go with that first? You want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. And then I'll, um, so, for me, um, I honestly never watched any of these movies. I mean, I, I remember in, like, sixth grade, I think one of our teachers put on, like... Spirited uh, Away. Spirited Away, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but it kind of was just, like, a giant coloring book. It had no story, but it was just like, yeah, that, that's cool. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I still kind of just... I would never was really... My parents didn't didn't know about it. No one I know knew about it. And it was kind of just like I kind of knew about it, but I mean Pixar and Disney kind of did it for me. And uh like two years ago, like I was list I guess I was like I was doing homework and I found like a playlist that like was playing music from Studio Ghibli. And I didn't make the connection that this was like the movie company. I thought, oh, that's this is some cool music. So I was legit have been listening to music from this movie company for about like two years. And it wasn't until um, I met my girlfriend, Claire, that uh, we went to Japantown for um, Valentine's Day. And they were, oh, you guys have been to the, you know, the restaurant, you know, on the bridge. Keenan has. You know the yes. restaurant on the bridge? Yes. Have you been there, Jared? I don't think. We went there together. Yeah, we, okay, sorry. Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> all, we've all been there. It's a good place. They were like, they were playing Princess Mona okay on it. I'm like, hey, look. It's that, that that looks a good movie and then she told me about it and i was like oh crap wait i've been like kind of listening to music all these movies so she uh we watched princess mononoke together and uh, we were kind of bonded over that because she had watched them growing up and then COVID happened and then everything of the move away 
And uh, one thing we did to stay close was kind of, we kind of just finished up watching all the movies and funny enough, this is one of the movies she didn't like, but I really liked it. This is her least favorite, but this is my most favorite movie. I think it's because it's not, in my opinion, I don't think it's a kid's movie. Oh. I don't think this this movie is not for kids. It has, I mean, it, it it looks like a kid's movie. It has like it, you know, it looks animation, but like the themes in this movie that we can get into later, it's more of like adult and like I yeah, it's not a kid's movie. That's why I think she didn't like it because she watched this movie as a kid and she didn't care for it. But I mean, I watched it as an adult, as a twenty year old. I'm like, yeah, was, I, I like the themes in this. So yeah, that's how I've got into watch this movie. Pretty recent, but I really like their uh, like all the movies. Uh, what, okay, I'll go with uh, Keenan with the quarter Japanese. Yeah, um, I liked it. It was actually pretty good. Well, what, um, what were your what was like your yeah. experience with? Yeah. Oh, with uh, yeah. old. Um, <laughs> are like Miyazaki movies. I mean, I'm only a quarter Japanese, and I'm not that, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of anime, especially not those. I mean, I grew up on Spirited Away and uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Although it's been a while since I've seen those movies, but uh, I liked them. Um, like, this was the first, like, animated, Japanese-style animated movie or even show I've seen in, like, oh, wow. five to ten years at least. Um, but... So yeah, this is the first one I've seen in a while, and um, it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, yeah. we can, we'll, we'll get into that later. But yeah, um, yeah. for me, um, I I knew about kind of um, especially the Miyazaki movies, uh, like Spirited Away, and then um, Totoro is that's that's Miyazaki too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, was it Ponyo? That's Miyazaki too, or no? Uh, he kind of he doesn't direct all of them, but he's I know he doesn't direct all of them, but like I know there's a few that like I, they, I knew I knew about like you know like your um Spirited Aways and like he your, has your, uh, he has heavy he still has heavy influence in all the films, yeah. but he doesn't directly direct all of them. Um, but this one he yeah. directly writ, wrote and directed. Yeah, yeah for, for me, it I really the only movie I've really watched of Studio Ghibli is uh, Spirited Away, and I uh, I love that movie. Um, I just watched it, like, literally over the summer, and I just, I love the visuals in the movie. The music is so beautiful in that movie, mm. even though they really only use, like, one song, just different variations of it, but I still think it's still a banger song. That chord, the, the piano chords in that song yeah. is so, like, I don't know, it just, like, hits, it just hits you in the heart of, mm-hmm. of like, that movie. And But, um, yeah, it's pretty much the only... Um, when it comes to like animation, uh, really, the only basis I have of Japanese animation is <laughs> like like Dragon Ball. Even that, like Dragon Ball, like Haikyuu. Uh, that's it. That's pretty I much think, it. Yeah. I think we've all seen at least one episode of Attack on Titan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've seen. But these no. are totally different. I think I think the Miyazaki movies are totally different from like, oh yeah no, regular no. Japanese yeah. anime. Like no, Keenan, we watched yeah. at your house at an Alto thing. Yeah, for, right, for yeah. I, 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 that's that's my one too. But I remember they put it on. That show is something else now, but. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So you can go on. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, it seems like we all kind of um. Not really. Uh. uh you know, we don't. We're not really in that world of animation, in Japan. I think. We're, I mean, I'm not. Pixar and D- Disney are amazing. You know, like. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like a lot of these movies from Japan and specifically Studio Ghibli are not really like given out in the West. I know they're underrated. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. There's like a funny story of, um, well, you know, we all know about Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, when they were tried to um, one of the move, this is kind of off topic, but I think this is a big reason why, like, maybe it will change now, but I guess Harvey Weinstein controlled a lot of publishing companies. And when yeah. they tried to release the movie Princess Mononoke to the US, Harvey Weinstein watched the movie and like some of it he, he didn't like and he wanted to cut out some parts for the US release. And then uh, uh, Miyazaki sent um, Harvey Weinstein a sam- uh, samurai sword saying, no cuts. You, you release it like that or we're not going to give it to you. <laughs> So I think a lot of movies, yeah, I, they eventually released it, but I think a lot of the movies are just like, I think a lot of U.S. publishing companies are hesitant to release them to full uh, uh, like movie release. No, but, did, but didn't Pixar send like a collection out? Like that's what the, yeah, that's what the Duck yeah, movies are, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, now they're like, but I think definitely like when a lot of these came out in the 90s and early 2000s, they yeah. weren't distributed. Now they're definitely like, now they're, like, they're on HBO Max. Like, well, like, but yeah, I used to see them. Like for me, my experience with like seeing like Studio Ghibli movies has been going to the theater and then seeing like the previews for the yeah. movies. And then they're always, they're always like a double feature. I don't know if you, both of you ever saw that in the movie. Yeah, but, oh, totally. Yeah. But I mean, I remember it, but I never was like, oh, I'm gonna w- wanna watch that. It was kind of mm-hmm. like, either like you had to know, either you had to know somebody, like a parent who watched it, or like you knew someone who, mm-hmm. they don't have to be Japanese, but maybe it helped if, if they came from there and they knew about it. Cause it's just like, it, it just seemed kind of foreign. Like I can just watch, you know, as a kid, it's like, I just wanna watch Toy Story. Why do I wanna watch this? But yeah, it's, it's definitely not as accessible, but I think now with it being on a one streaming service, at least the bougiest one, maybe mm. more 15, <gasps> dog, it, it, it is nice. I know they're all dubbed. Did you guys watch dub or subbed? Dub. I watched dubbed, yeah, because it's on yeah. HBO Max. So. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think you can watch the sub version, right? On HBO Max too? Yeah, you can. Oh, really? Yeah. Both, but I, I, like when I saw that, I feel like, um, I don't know if this is your, in your case, have you, you watched it both, right? Yeah, the voice um, acting like, in the just Japanese. like a question. Yeah, I was like, maybe it's better in the Japanese one. Oh yeah, they're, 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 okay. yeah. Really? I mean, oh yeah. I don't know. How did you? Okay. Um, I mean, we can get into this right now, but like, how did you like Michael Keane's performance as Pocaroso? Oh no, no, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it, it it's still good, but I think there's definitely like, I think you guys can imagine this. You know, in the Japanese language, there's a lot of like yelling or something. Yeah. And some scenes where like they're like fighting, they're a little more. They sound. They, they actually sound like they're angry or like you know they're talking to each other in this movie. Like, it's the pig and like that one big guy who talk. You know, like the big uh, guy in charge of the bandit crew. Mm. He kind of sounds stupid in the in the in the sub. He sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, but it, it was pretty good. Yeah, they're they're both okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, what did uh? Let's see. Uh, what, what going into the movie? What did you expect? Like, I guess we talked about that, but um. What was uh, something that stood out in this movie for you guys? We'll let Jared go first this time. Yeah, for for me, something that stood out is being a kid who grew up with Pixar, and this comes mm. from Miyazaki movies too, just in general. Being a kid who grew up at Pixar and seeing all these like kind of amazing graphics, going back to like Wall-E and like The Incredibles, like these kind of like these big worlds, right? And mm. like these kind of like uh, I don't know how to say, but like it's like very like realistic kind of textures. Yeah. When you go back and watch these Miyazaki movies, it just feels it just feels right. Like I feel that every frame in this movie had so much care and so much love put into it. You can tell just by from like there's just so much attention to like the colors and it's like watching the backgrounds is like it's like a, you're what you're you're basically watching paintings 
Like yeah. you're, you're watching a painting, yeah. which I really like. You're watching watercolor. And I love like kind of the, like, it's not too realistic. It's like these imperfections of the strokes. You can see the strokes on the page, which is like, I think the really outside of like, I think the characters are, are I don't know, are the characters drawn and then the backgrounds are, are watercolor or like are they painted, right? Mm. Is that, is that how? I, yeah, I think, I, think I yeah, it's, it's, they have a weird technique, but it works. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's, that's my take on like kind of the atmosphere of a music. Cause I feel like when we're talking about animation, I think a big part of it comes with the visuals and stuff. Mm. So I think the visuals in Miyazaki's movies are just so beautiful and so like, uh, captivating that you have to be paying attention to the story like and i think the story uh was very realistic for what is considered to be a kid's movie and deals with a lot of adult topics yeah but i feel like that is miyazaki's movies he deals with these adult topics but in a whimsical way which is which makes it accept accessible for these kids to watch and learn about these topics at an early age it's kind of like pixar what pixar i feel like pixar like and like people like like Brad Bird and like uh, John Lasseter, I feel like they take a lot from. I feel like they they were. I don't know. I don't know about. Oh yeah, them, but I feel they're, like they've been they're very, very uh, inspired by me as well. They're uh, they're good friends. The guy yeah. in front of Pixar. So just like they, looking they at the story other. structures of like of a Brad Bird, of a John Lasseter, and all these new Pixar movies coming out, like Soul, like mm-hmm. those oh are adult God. topics. That, yeah, yeah that, those that, are adult topics felt. set in whimsical, um, kind of settings, which is, like, which is makes it which which then breaks you the barrier when you're in an animation it breaks the barrier between the kids and the adults where mm-hmm. everyone can watch it now which yeah yeah so that's that's my take on the movie like my service take level take how about you keenan um so uh my expert like what stood out is yeah mainly the adult topics um like that was a, uh, you know yeah it, it felt like it kind of it did kind of remind me of like kind of the clone wars a little bit where it's like kind of like a gray area for like age wise because it felt like a kid's movie but there was also you know yeah there was a lot of topics and especially because he's drinking and smoking in a bar i was like okay well that's good vibes only i was like i mean cool that's not really a kid's movie thing but it's fine um but i really liked it um you know when I was like, when you were describing it, you were like, okay, so there's a guy who kind of, you. I think you just said he flies around like the Adriatic. Italian, Adriatic, Adriatic yeah. And I was kind of expecting like, I guess kind of like a cocky fly boy. I, I, I kind of, from, from Porco Rosso, I started mean, rejecting, but like no, yeah, um, with Porco Rosso, I kind of got like that from the beginning. I felt that feeling of like, a, it's kind of like this like Han Solo type. No, definitely. Like yeah. in the middle, I was like, like, "This is a fucking Han Solo character." If I've yeah, because it's like he's like a guy that's like... kind of been through it all, and he doesn't care. Like he 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 like you can tell just from the actions, he's been through a lot. He's mm-hmm. he's seen a lot. I forgot what he said. He said something about I'm only looking out for myself, something yeah. like that in the middle of the movie, and it just like again in my head just played Han Solo. I only take orders from one person, me. Yeah. And the fact that he's flying around in a plane and like even when it crashed and like the mechanic was like you should just get a new plane he's like you know this one's special i like this one you know i like repair it i don't care i just yeah no he's got an attachment to his plane like han solo has an attachment for the millennium falcon it was just, yeah that felt like a total han solo character he was a little bit more successful than han solo was pre a new hope but, uh, <laughs> 
yeah. Um, okay, I guess we can just go over the plot and then we can we can start, you know, like from the beginning. Uh so yeah, the mo- the movie begins and um we introduce to him and then he saves all those little uh the orphan girls mm-hmm. from the bandits. Yeah. That, I, think that, I think that was a great opening, honestly. Yeah. It, it kind of yeah. describes who the character is without really telling us that much. Like you know this character, he like he 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 knows he's going into a battle of a gang battle. He's going he's going in one against like what three people, but he doesn't care because yeah. he's he's already been through the war. And you can yeah. already tell that from his manner his mannerisms. He's like when they, they call him it's like, hey, like you need to go get these guys because they stole these kids. He's like, Okay, I'll go get them. He's like, I'll do it again. Like kind of like that kind of and it tells you a lot. It tells you that, oh, this this guy, this pig has been through kind of the ringer well he's, I mean, he's experienced you guys understand why he was supposed to be a pig right well for, like from my understanding it's he's well he defected from the italian army and i feel like like pigs are supposed to be kind of like a selfish animal this is my theory of why he turned, i don't know if i don't know if it's right but like i feel like it's kind of the animal is kind of the embodiment of his inner self and what he thinks of himself mm-hmm. and like i don't think he's i don't know but yeah that's how I what, what what I, I think. Kim, why do you think he's a pig? I have seriously, I haven't the slightest fucking clue. Not they kind of they kind of talked about you know like when they showed that pig when he was talking to the what's her name the the pretty lady the one the Gina? I don't know I, the hotel Gina yeah yeah Gina she they're like they were all friends and like he remember that sequence where it shows him like literally like all, him like going to heaven and all those like mm. planes and then there's that picture I think he he lost all of his friends in World War One. And then yeah. he kind of just like fuck it, I don't want. And then he just left. Well, then- I I think that's like I think someone called him up. Like so, I feel like when he left the Italian army, someone said, "Hey, you're a selfish pig, for, um, you're a selfish pig for leaving this army." And then I feel like that's where he got the line where he's like, "I'd rather be a pig than a fascist." Oh yeah, that- yeah. And no, I think that's I like, like that. a really I think that's I a really mean. important line because it's like, I'm sorry, we're jumping around here, but like I I, I yeah, love that-, that line though because it's like it tells you like, I'd rather be this this thing that you despise rather being fo- following these rules that you want me to follow. Damn. Like, I, did you I want to Mus- follow your I- ideology? Did you want a Mussolini cameo, Jared? Were you looking forward to that? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was maybe, kind of, I, that- I didn't. So like, uh, some things that I don't understand, cause I'm not that much of a history buff, but what does the, um, so when he goes like what, so when he goes to the bank, what, where is that? Where is he when he goes to the bank in the first, like in the first half? Like there's like the flags with the green and the blue. Like what what is? What oh, is so it? that that that's a fascist. Well, like I mean, this takes place in the 30s. That like Mussolini came to power before Hitler, so mm. Italy was fascist in like the 1920s. So Mussolini was in power already. So what, so, yeah. what were the what were the green and blue flags? What does that represent? I don't. The green. Blue. Uh, I don't really know what scene you're talking about, but he, they, think... they go into the like they go. He goes to the bank to go collect his money for his bounty, and then he and pays off the loan. He pays up, but then but outside they're having a parade with the green and blue flags. I don't I don't know what flags though. Uh, I mean those probably were just like fascist flags at the from the time period. Okay. I mean you don't know, remember the end of the movie when like the air force shows up? They're like oh shit cops. Those are like, and then he had oh he has a rat in the air force too that tells him to leave. Yeah, Ferrari, Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. But uh, I like how like the movie is kind of grounded too, because it's like kind of like mystical, and there's like a freaking pig, but there's like mm-hmm. still real world like stuff that impacted everyone lives. Like, yeah, there's the fascist takeover of like the 30s in Europe, 
and like the whole entire secret police thing. You know that one part where they just like run away, mm-hmm. like censorship. Does, does this movie have to have anything to do with like, um, yeah, when pigs fly? Is that like a, I don't know, uh, I don't know that I don't know that that's like a thing. I, I don't know if that was like a metaphor for that, but like yeah. But I can't believe that shit just flew over. Me. <laughs> but flew over uh, me. I like Maybe. how everyone like just accepts that he's a pig. Like, like they don't question it. They don't yeah, care. Like, which is like, which is kind of like, it's his. Like, I, I kind of read up on this before we, before we got into it. But I was like, like I like the movies. Like, it's very like it just leaves you up to interpretation for a lot of things, which is real life, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like nothing is given. Nothing I mean, is like told yeah, in real life. I think the pimp being a pig is a metaphor. I don't think like it's kind of just like he's just so selfish, and so. But I mean, I, I understand why they put him as a pig. But I like. But uh, I guess one other thing, uh, one thing that Mizaki does well in his movies are the strong female characters. Yeah. You know, mo- most of his movies actually have like female leads. This is one of the movies where like, this isn't a lead, but that one, the the girl, she's like yeah. pretty like, she takes a name. Yeah. She doesn't she just doesn't care? I mean. Well, what do you? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, she's smart. I mean, that's like, you don't really see that. I guess now, but I mean back then in the '90s, just like a, she's an engineer. She's a mechanic, and also she's like willing to go on an adventure with this guy. And he's like, "Bro, get the fuck out of the plane!" And he has well, to like remove one of his guns for her. Well, she's also an engineer and a mechanic in fascist Italy. Yeah, which like that's like totally despised. Like that's like really despised. Like for a woman yeah. to do anything like in fascist Italy, that's like that's like really like kind of like not a no no. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to know, like what are your like what are your guys' thoughts on like the relationship between Fio and Proko? I liked it because it wasn't like he was kind of like he didn't like he already like kind of like loved Gina, mm-hmm. but he was like I don't have time for you. If anything, she he just saw her like as like this like he, I like how he didn't like he, he there wasn't a love interest. He was kind of just like okay with her coming, but I think she definitely wanted him to like her, you know. I like I mean like I didn't I never really saw their relationship as as a, as like love. I more saw it as like kind of like a brother and sister kind mm-hmm. of like i think porco in my interpretation porco saw feel like saw feel as the embodiment of him when he started flying like when with him like joining the war and seeing the good in everyone but then after the war kind of having that divulge and seeing all his friends die and kind of having this skewed version of life i feel like mm-hmm. feel is what he was before all of that happened yeah, he, she, he, I think that's like, why he. I think that's why he accepted Fio was because mm-hmm. oh, like you were you were like me. Like when I started flying, I saw the the. I just wanted to join the war because I wanted to do the good thing in my country. Definitely. So, yeah. Um. Definitely agree with Jared because he literally asks like, or he was like, I was seventeen when I started flying. How old were you? Or how old are you? Seventeen. And I was like, okay, that's definitely definitely feels like a whole brother sister father's yeah brother sister father daughter kind of thing um i think she just wanted to get the hell out of there she just wanted to you know go on an adventure yeah um yeah uh what do you guys think of the american guy so in the in the in the sub version Mm -hmm. he just speaks japanese right he's not like he doesn't have any accent at all uh yeah okay it's like in the dubbed one yeah i know they make him sound way dude, too it's, american it's, it's he no he it makes it's like fucking foghorn what is it foghorn yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They kind of really. They went, you know, do you know who he's played by, right? Who's he Dr. Lawrence by? from Saul. Who? Harry Elwes. Dr. Lawrence from Saul. The, <laughs> really? the guy who the guy who saws his foot off. Like that, that's who he's played by. It's hilarious. But what do you think of his character, though? He was kind of like served as like cocky guy. Yeah, no, he and he he did it well. He did it well. It was like basically the ant. He was the antithesis of Porco. Yeah, but I mean, like he he flew like if you think about it, he Porco flew planes for his country and for like the, like the well like the well being of his people. While uh, what's his name, Curtis? That's his name, right? Or yeah, Donald. Don- yeah, Donald. Yeah. yeah, Donald. He flew planes for for money for for greed because and he, for fame. He flew, yeah, for fame. That's I and I I like I like that kind of dynamic. Uh, there's a lot of dynamics in this movie of like a lot of kind of like parallels and a lot of uh, like differences. And uh, I think I see that a lot in in Miyazaki movies. But yeah, he was a good character. Was, I liked his character. Um, a little bit of a simp. A little bit of a simp though. Not oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll marry you. Please marry me. Oh yeah, he just like tries to trade her off. Um, I didn't really care for Gina. I don't. I feel like she was yeah. there as like it was kind of like as like someone like but Porco I, I, knew. I, I think she was the only one who it, knew Porco. She was the only one who knew yeah. Porco before like he went selfish. Because I think that's I, why she was in there. I think it, I think she was just there to give Porco something to kind of live for at mm-hmm. that point because I think she was just there as kind of the person who she's the only person left of everyone that died there on on that on that day. Uh, when they went to war she is the only remnants of what his life was before and she knows she's the only person that knows out of all of the Itali- italian nation that he's a good person at heart like, yeah from like she is the only person that actually knows who what who porco is and what he could be yeah pretty much not about summing it up yeah. is the- what did you guys think about the the gang and also like the guy the leader of the gang I like all the planes. The planes were, like, oh yeah, the planes were good design. It reminded me of a uh, Speed Racer, where like kind of every every car, every plane has like a different kind of model to it, and it's it's like kind of representative of who they are as a person. Yeah, planes. I think it was definitely like a tumultuous period of like the '30s, where like planes weren't really fully, you know, they were you know they were still grounded and like they could still like be like pirates of the air but i think you know definitely like 10 years after after world war ii like with jets that just couldn't exist anymore so like it definitely yeah it, it was i like i like all the cool different planes oh like quick question so like <laughs> like when the pilots went in their planes and they would get into dog fights would they actually like pull out a handgun and start shooting at them they did that in world war one when the planes no, were I, like, I feel like that was like that's like no, just from, like, I mean, given like, the speed of the planes, like, how, yeah. like, could a bullet even like make it to another person? Well, yeah, I mean, you have to lead it. I mean, he wasn't when he was shooting yeah. him, he wasn't lead, but I think you know, when those planes were only going like 100 miles an hour, definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like when we passed you on the road, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, once you went into like the 40s with like turbo props and jets, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you stick your hand out, your arm's gonna break, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, but that was a funny scene, he just like they were throwing jets. <laughs> But yeah, that we can get to the ending scene a little bit. But uh, but what what did you guys think of like the like the that weird gang? Like they had a little bit of the Italian mafia vibe too. I mean, like, like the, all of the pirates? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like they were all like they didn't like I like it when like he originally like caught like the uh, the gang 
kidnapping the girls for money. He was like, oh, you can keep some of the gold. I don't want to make you guys go to business. It's like almost like yeah. they, they, he needs them to like rob stuff so he still has a job. I think that's why I kind of disagree with you with the dub version. I really love the voice. I don't know about Keenan, oh. but I really love the voice of the Mama Auto gang in the, the gang in the beginning. Like it sounded so like over the top that it just worked because they're like the, the models of the characters, like the voice just fit. And I like, I love the voice acting. Where, like they're kind of like these it's basically like the three stooges yeah. of, the, yeah. of the movie and like i just like like their i don't know Keenan, what do you think about like the dub version of the of those guys it was it was comical it was a good you know if that's what you're going if that's what you like in the movie like if you like a comical kind of villain almost um actually he wasn't even like the main villain because you know the american was supposed to be the main villain but um, he definitely, which well, actually he, makes he became a good guy then. Remember, he was kind of like he like. Remember, they all liked the uh, Fio. They all like really respected her. Yeah. No, oh, that 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 was cute at the end. They all wanted a picture yeah. with her, and then he yeah. kicked them all off. Um. Yeah, I kind of. I again, I didn't. I haven't heard the the, the uh, sub version, so I don't really know. No, I mean the English version's fine. It, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I yeah. I, I kind of. It, it was funny. Oh, do you know That's who voiced that guy? The the guy like the you know the the head gang member, yeah, Brad Garrett. Oh, is that that's um that's a uh, what's his name right from Brad Garrett? That's a uh... he's in Ratatouille. He's from that show. Uh, Everyone loves Raymond. Okay, which guy? He, he's like the big guy, right? And everybody loves Raymond. Like the like the, Raymond's. I think that's his brother, right? I was gonna say I was gonna say oh that's uh what, what's his name, I was gonna confuse with that fucking Negan from The Walking Dead. Negan. <laughs> I was oh. like that's Negan, right? And I'm, no, it's not. It's not. He's like a comedian. Uh, he's like yeah. yeah. What's I his mean, name? Uh, Brad, Brad, Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Yeah, I I can't even tell you what like. It's fine. He's kind of a B actor, here. but Brad Garrett. He was in um Seinfeld, I think. Right? Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a ass picture. <laughs> <laughs> Just look like. I know he does. He owns like a comedy club in Las Vegas, I think. He does Dude. look like Negan, though. He does. Why, why do him? Yeah, I like always that? get him confused with Negan. I'm like, oh, that's Negan. <laughs> he looks like Negan. Uh, <laughs> um, what did you? Uh, so, um, some good scenes in the movie. Good themes about you know him only working for himself, and then towards the end, he kind of like he wasn't working for himself because he ended up having to like save. Uh, not really save, but I mean, like, Theo kind of put his trust in him not to get gambled off to the the American guy. And then there was that, I think, the best scene of the movie, the end dogfight scene with the music. I just oh, think yeah. really wrapped in. I think the the guy who makes the music for the movie is uh, Joe Hitatashi. He's he, he's a gamer. I think he makes some good, he makes some slappers. But yeah, that end scene was really cool. I liked it. I like how he didn't want to kill him, too. Well, yeah, he, want, he, he doesn't want, want to kill anybody. Cause... Yeah, he just he just wants to shot his engine. He's like, why is he shooting yeah. at him? It's like he wants to go for the engine. He's pulling a Johnny Lawrence. He's like, he just, he's I, in mercy. Yeah, because that, that's his whole thing. He's like, I don't kill anybody. I'm just I think, a yeah. I'm I just think here he, from the yeah. money. He definitely, I think he killed enough people during World War One. Mm-hmm. He or he shot. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about that uh, that scene where, like, in World War One, where he does go to kind of that crossroad between heaven and the earth? And you see the planes going up. Yeah, I like. Honestly, that. I do think what what's their name. I don't know if people have seen this, but like, so, like 
Soul straight up took that fucking that scene right there. Soul, the movie Soul. That's literally the shit out of Soul, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the planes well, I mean, going up into the air, like. Well, I think it was because it was specifically saying like all pilots, yeah. they all keep on flying. Well, yeah. But I mean, not it wasn't like everyone, but I I think it was like he definitely was like I think he did he wanted to die during the war, and you know it's like always that thing where it's like when your whole all your friend group dies in war and you don't like why did I live? Mm-hmm. And he's like why am I? But yeah, that that was a good scene. That was like yeah. that was a little trippy. I mean, I think if they wanted to get a little bit more darker with this movie, they could have delved into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I feel like, but again, with Miyazaki movies, it's a lot of interpretation and a lot of kind of reading into it. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, if they really wanted to um, and really go full force with the kind of, this is an adult movie, they could have talked about the effect of all of his friends basically dying and he's the only one left. And Mm -hmm. Um, kind of dealing with that and dealing with the emotional turmoil that comes with but um, that's a lot asking I don't yeah know i mean they had some like adult themes you had to like find yourself i, I, I just I, I i think there's just um i think my main criticism of this movie is just um and i think this happens a lot with the uh, miyazaki movies is that they they spend a, they spend a lot, little bit of more time like kind of dragging in some places it kind of drags a little bit i think I just think there's some scenes in, in Milan that could have been cut out, um, in my opinion. But I don't know what you think like, you, if you have any like I just think they're what? just I think they could have spent a little bit less time in Milan and kind of just get straight into kind of Wait, what cut out in what? Milan. Yeah, like I feel like they oh, spent a little bit a lot of time in Milan, which I mean I don't mind it because that that's that's like kind of that's introducing these characters and uh, Ophio and uh, what's his name Pic- Piccolo and stuff. And introducing those characters and introducing like kind of the what um uh what it looks like in their perspective mm-hmm. but um i don't know for me it's i just felt like it kind of the movie a little bit dragged there just, just a little bit though but yeah i i mean i kind of agree like if you mean it dragged a little bit i'm talking like 0.01 yeah, yeah. like <laughs> It's pretty minuscule as far as dragon goes. I felt like it was pretty entertaining throughout. Mm. Um, are you dragging or are you rushing? Are you dragging? Wrong movie. Wrong movie. Uh, yeah. I liked how like it. Sh- I liked how it showed him that he had to pay for everything that he had to get. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of kids like, movies. You're still like, short. You're still short. I'll give you a loan though because we're friends. I, did, I that, like that part la- made me laugh, and it was like you're still short. But I'll tell you what, and it was like, okay, he's gonna let him go. He'll just pay for the rest. I'll give you a loan just because we're friends. It was like, damn. I like it when he bought the ammo from the kid, and then he tried to shoot it. And kid sold me wet ammo. It's like that's like that's not really a problem you think about until like you're in that situation. To your wet ammo. What do you yeah, remember about, when he, oh, he bought yeah. the ammo from the kid and then when he tried yeah, to shoot it, it. Yeah, and then like, like, Rusty, the kid tried to yeah. sell him explosive ammo. He was like, <laughs> no thanks, kid. I'm a bounty hunter, not fighting a war. Yeah. And then, like, it's like that scene where he's just chilling. You know, I like, dude, his hideout. I want to go to, you know, his hideout. That would be cool. Oh, I want to yeah. just chill out there. Like, but like how, like, it showed him, like, going through each, like, case oh. of the ammo. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. And then Fio saw him as a human for a second. I remember that. But it like that was towards the end, but then they're just beating the shit out of each other in the water. I was like, fight! That was like that was just a school fight right there when they landed. <laughs> they got out of the their plane. So, dude, so much CTE, so much CTE in that fight right there. They were literally go fighting in slow motion because yeah. of how much brain damage they were getting. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that was like a Zack Snyder movie. It was like yeah. 
Well, that fucking well what do you guys think of the design of, of Porco Rosso? Like, kind of like the, you can't really, like, for me, it's like, I liked how they kept the sunglasses on him throughout the whole movie because you couldn't see his emotion during the whole time. Yeah. And it kind of conveys the fact where this guy is like, he's he's been, again, he's been through a lot and he's kind of hardened throughout his experiences in life. He's been through war. He's been through war and is about to go through another war. Like, it can, that can't get it. Uh, that's as hard as you can get right there. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't I, I, like, it. I like that decision to kind of never really show his true emotion during that during the whole movie until the end. I, I agree with that. Yeah, he's got like the gamer shades on, poker face. Um, he looked like Doctor Eggman from fucking Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I'm being dead serious. He looked like fucking Doctor. I mean, okay, but Doctor Eggman from the most recent one, Jim. Uh, it's because it's not animated genius. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like that how they look, made him look in the most recent. One. <laughs> no, I like I like it when they, yeah, when they keep too true to their. Uh, from where they came from, even like comic book movies. But uh, how do you, uh, how do you guys think this this movie ranks among like the Miyazaki movies you've seen? I mean, I know I know Seb loves this movie. This is his favorite movie. But I mean, you guys have watched like I three. But I mean, like, what would you? But what would you like? Would you put? It's this? my favorite you, one. But I know that I said that. So this is your favorite one. I was talking to Keenan. Like, oh, Keenan, would you, would you put this above Spirited Away and and Totoro? It, it, it's kind of hard because it's like, like for uh for me i think i don't know it's really hard because like i did i do like this movie and it i has i did too. great things it's just that i well look the problem the, yeah the, the problem that i have trying to decide which one is better is that i haven't seen spirited away or my name of totoro and again a long ass time so i have like nostalgia built up in my head i probably am thinking it's a thousand times better than it actually is so like as of right now i'm talking right this second i would probably put it third out of my neighbor totoro and uh, spirited away um but i don't know maybe yeah. if i can wait, wait did you did you get max did you get the free week free week my parents it? have hbo max oh. i mean if anything you could re there's a bunch of them on there that you can I, I, watch. I'm like, For me, I I don't know because it's really hard because I do love this. I think the story is a little bit more like better than Spirited Away, but the visuals in Spirited Away just kind of take it to another yeah, level. I, I love the visuals and the music. The visuals and the music just alone in Spirited Away can can take over from the plot, which is the plot is still deep, but it's not. In my opinion, I don't think it's, I don't know if you could say this, but I don't think it's probably the most complex plot out of mm-hmm. out of all of the Miyazaki or Studio Ghibli films. Um, but I don't know, because like, for it's, this hard. One, it's hard. It's just hard. It, it's this, one, uh, this one relies more on the plot than Spirit Away, I think, relies more on music and visuals. Well, yeah, I, I think I think Pocoroso more relies on the themes and the kind of the underlying context that it puts out. Of like the themes of anti of anti like war anti like mm-hmm. kind of following this agenda that you don't agree with and going your own way I think those go very strongly in this these show very strongly in this film mm-hmm. but with Spirited Away it's more kind of the the vibe of the whole film where it is a good story the visuals are like top notch the music is top notch it's it's art that movie is art like mm-hmm. so. Definitely. 
Um, here's the thing. Do you think you guys, what do you think this isn't like, I, of course a kid can watch this movie, but do you think they would understand it? How old do you think to be to fully understand this movie? I would say probably like our age after, of like, I would say after middle school, when you kind of understand what is, what the setting is and the kind of the, the context of the weight, like the weight of the setting and like what time they're in. Cause they're, this is, this is post world war one pre-World War II, where things are kind of, the tension is ramping up right now. Like, the war is coming. Like, they know war is coming. So. Well, no, it's the themes of, like, death and him just being, yeah. like, not one. I think you definitely have to be a little older to understand. It's, it's kind of like Soul. It's, I don't know I keep yeah. talking about Soul, but it's like Soul, where it's like this whimsical setting, but with these very adult themes. So. I wouldn't say it was as deep as Soul, but. Yeah, um... but Soul is like, that's like a freaking, like, so I don't even know if I want to like do. You like, have to be fucking eighteen to yeah, really to watch like, Soul. Well, yeah, I think you got to be like thirty to watch Soul, man. And for me, I, I was like, like you, have yeah. your, you have to be on your deathbed to watch that movie, dude. I was like, when I watched Soul, I was like, yeah, I should be doing something with my life right now. Like, I got to <laughs> be like, you're like, like no, but the moral of the story of Soul is to be happy yeah. with what you're doing. You know, the end of it, and he's just like, yeah, unhappy. but but but, it, but it's also to make the most. I've realized though, but you're right? you're fine. Okay, you don't. I know, I know, but like Soul is like that's like a trip though. Like that, I never expected that, was, that to be a what do you call it? Like heavy, a basically a uh, heavy uh, movie. Yeah, I feel but back to Parker Rosso though. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe like high school, really high school, maybe eighth grade. A lot, yeah. A lot of movies that Ghibli make are coming of age films. Like I don't know if you, there's a lot of them that. Spirited away, I guess. The ones you guys have watched are not like they. There's like these ones called the uh, Kiki's Delivery Service mm-hmm. and um, the Wind Rises, and there's a Is bunch of them. That shit. Uh, uh, I don't like. <laughs> I don't know. Why I keep saying Bone Yo. He doesn't like it. Oh, I, yeah. that, that, that's my least favorite one. Now that there's, I've a, there's another one on there, I'm like interested in in the HBO Max collection. It's like the I think it's like their newest one. It's so weird and looks out of place. Oh it's yeah, like no, one, Jared. You like, should watch. You should watch the older ones first. Like, yeah, uh, no, I know. I, I, I almost got into what's like the the like the first one is like uh, Castle Cagliostro, I think. Oh, uh, Castle Castle in the Sky. Oh no, yeah, yeah, Castle in the Sky, yeah. Yeah, that that one's a good one. Yeah. that that one's weird. That one has a weird ending. Mm. If you like this movie and if you like like adult Jilly movies, I recommend watching The Wind Rises. That one's just sad. It's basically a movie about his uh, Mizaki's dad. Oh shit! His dad. Uh, well, it's not not really about his dad. It's more of like what his dad kind of did. Of like his dad ran an aircraft uh, factory before the war and during the war. So that's why Mizaki really loves planes because he grew up with like hmm. like he hates the zero but also loves it. He hates the zero was used for war. He but he just loves how cool it looks. Because he's like hella anti-war, but the wind rises about like this guy who wants. To, it's basically the guy who made the zero, and he didn't want to make it for war, but he was kind of forced to. And then it goes, you know, with the war happening, and yeah. he's like, "All my planes, what it costs?" <laughs> like they've like, yeah. But then there's also a love interest, and her love interest has tuberculosis. You got, you got wrong guy. But it, that's a good movie too. It's sad, but that's a good one too. A lot, lot of plane themes. Mm. You would like playing themes. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I can see why you chose this one as your favorite out of the fucking. Oh, I mean, like, it's just like I think watching these movies as an adult. I mean, I like the more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked all like the kid. Like this one, uh, 
I like the kid ones too, the kid themes, but like this one was definitely like a little heavier, I think. Yeah. Little game. I, I love the I love the representation. Like I like how um, there's a lot of metaphors in in Miyazaki's movies, and I like that mm. to, to like kind of transfer themes in, which is which is cool. So should we go over what what the final verdict is? Yeah, yeah. So I guess we could start with Keenan. Okay. Read description of what you thought of the movie, and then give a star rating out of out of ten. Uh, actually, I don't want to go first. Somebody else. Wonderful. First. Let me get my thoughts together. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I can. I can try. Uh, for me, as being the second Miyazaki movie that I've watched, I think it really reinforces the mastery of Miyazaki of storytelling Damn. and of his storytelling, and it, 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 like it. Because I hear so many things about Miyazaki, right? Of like his, of his work, and I think the the movies, the, the more movies I watch of him, it's it really really reinforces what people say about him, and I think this movie has a great story, um, more digging into than a lot of movies because you have to really dig into the context of what they're trying to say and what they're trying to the themes that they're perpetuating, mm-hmm. but. I think it's great. I do think it drags just a little, just a little bit when in, in, in the middle. But overall, great visuals. I love kind of the the backgrounds of watercolor with the kind of contrast of the characters who are drawn. And like I said in the beginning, every frame on in this movie feels like it's it's been cared for and it's been loved. And there's a lot of kind of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of character in all, mm-hmm. all these frames. They, they, they had to draw everything so, so kind of like yeah i mean that's how you know it comes it comes out of love whatever they did they they did this out of love so mm-hmm. um not saying that other films yeah. not, no not yeah like... but i just think that when it comes to like when you don't have a computer making mm-hmm. it with these pixar movies you i mean again i think what pixar does is great it's just with these movies it's just you can tell the the kind of the work that was put in to each frame and mm. how much people thought of this and how much people were dedicated to making this movie. Um, but that said, I will give this movie a 8.7. That's really specific. Man. <laughs> e plus. <laughs> All right. All right, Keenan. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, did go over like, Definitely the themes were great and uh, the plot was good. Um, and usually uh, dubs aren't really that good. I thought this dub was pretty good. I thought, you know, I was like, right when I was like, is it Michael Keaton? I was like, oh shit, it's Michael Keaton. Um, I think it's like this movie has enough respect where they can get, you know, okay, act- they can get they can get well, good I, actors. I feel like they get good um, actors, though. They, from that stretch, they did bring out the, the Studio Ghibli films from, for, with, that's what you have when you have a credible company like Pixar. Yeah. I feel like you can get those big name actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked a lot about this movie. Um, I would give it a, like a, Eight point three nine four seven six. I'm just fucking fucking... just because he gave it an eight point seven. Yeah, eight point three somewhere around there. Higher than Days and Confused. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna give it a fucking. Why are we Why are we talking about Days Confused right now? We're talking about Pocahontas. I am sorry for showing you guys that movie. I liked. I liked. Oh, hey, next time we do this, I'll show you guys a better movie. Okay. I liked it. I think. Think. 
thank you thank you for um giving me the i when people make references about it now i'll understand it the all right <laughs> yeah, let's watch right. troll 2 next <laughs> i mean we could yeah, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right um uh, and then sub yeah you want to wrap this uh, up with your, with your um, thoughts on the movie okay so i mean this is one of the last ones i watched when i was watching it with my girlfriend claire and yeah, uh, i get it fucking <laughs> no one can see this but you can see what i'm doing <laughs> hey, you want me to tell him how much you lost in doge no i don't want to fucking <laughs> it's okay it's fine it's fine i haven't lost shit yet okay I haven't yeah lost shit. He, he hasn't given up no. he's not giving up yeah but so like I kind of was just listening to her what and she didn't really talk highly of this and I walked into it and I was like okay you know, let, let's finish it up and I watched it and I'm like you're crazy this is the best one in my opinion but for me I like this movie uh, I mean I am a sucker for you know the the aerial scenes I like those I like the music in this and I really like the character dynamic between uh, Porco and Fio and. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's just a it's a great movie. It's a great ride. The, the I think the ending. I like rewatched the ending like three times in my first viewing <laughs> of the fight scene. That was awesome. Um, and it's kind of a shame this one isn't really talked about that much. When it you know, I in my opinion, when you talk about Julie movies, it's kind of like oh yeah, Spirited Away and Totoro, which are great movies, yeah. but this is kind of a hard one to recommend. It's like oh, there's a pig on a plane. It's just I, like, I think it's just like, I think yeah. for, like I think for this movie, it's more just of the. The, like the th- I like I, the underlying themes are like the biggest part of this movie for me is like is that so. I think you have to give this movie a chance and then yeah. once you watch it for twenty minutes like okay this is good like it's not like I mean a lot of Ghibli movies are inherently a little strange and that doesn't really stop people like, oh Totoro it's a giant I don't know what do you call Totoro a giant raccoon but it's just like <laughs> but I, I, I think with like Bo like come on dude with Spirited Away like that first kind of scene in the movie where it's like, oh yeah the music yeah, yeah. It's like like it's so it's so good dude yeah this one was actually i it caught me quicker than i thought it would like it, like right when he was leaving i was kind of like hmm, okay you know oh yeah I, the beginning he's, when he's I, just chilling you know, yeah the man's a chiller he just like no, like yeah out. when he was leaving i was like hmm, okay yeah I'm interested. He I'm is a uh, good vibes only, but uh, yeah, yeah. Seb, you want to give your your rating? Oh yeah, I yeah. would. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a movie a nine point five for me, just because I really like it, and it's one of, it's my favorite Ghibli movie, and it's probably in my top ten movies of for me. Mm-hmm. I had to boot out one movie to make room for this one. What did you but, boot out? Just ask. I don't know. I haven't really. I, I probably have to boot out something. I haven't made a finalized list. Oh, you know? yeah, I haven't made a final. Okay. But I probably had to boot out something for this movie. But I like yeah, it. I think it's movie. my fa- one of my favorite animated films next to Toy Story 2. But yeah, 9.5 for me. Dude, Shrek 2. Get the fuck out of here. I'm wearing the shirt, okay? No, Shrek I 1. Is, no, no, Shrek Hallelujah. 1 is better than Shrek 2. Dude, get the fuck Hallelujah. out of here, Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Okay, fine. Find Shrek 2. <laughs> Shrek 2 is fucking good as fuck, dude. I the rare occasion where the sequel is better than the original. Yeah, I'm not saying Shrek one is bad, but Shrek 2 is Empire Strikes Back was good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey man, Last fuck. Jedi, Last Jedi was good. Get the fuck out of here! I swear to God, dude. Me when I, I, I yeah, okay. So yeah, um, yeah, good movie. Thanks for watching, it, guys. It was, it was nice. right, yeah, and so that looks like it wraps up our podcast for today um thank you for everyone to following us on this on this three-part journey of our kind of our favorite movies and showing it to both uh to both of our friends and um yes yeah, so then we're gonna oh, yeah go ahead Sam. oh I just, I just i literally just said we oui. uh, oui. yeah. oui. <laughs> uh honestly if you if uh you the fans have any 
uh, recommendations for movies, we would love to hear them. And if you haven't watched them, we will definitely, uh, we'll definitely watch them and try to see if that we can get a fit in a movie review for them. But yeah, but now we're getting into next week. Next week, we're all going to bring a question and then we're going to get maybe some fan questions. And remember, we have, we do have a uh, special announcement for the end of next week's episode. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, please follow us at Dumb and Dense on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify and also favorite us on Anchor. But yeah, that's Peace. it for today. Um, signing off. Peace out, guys. Good luck on finals, everyone who's doing it. <laughs>